Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. May we not live here the same way as we came, but let the power of God be experienced. Let everyone here with a broken heart experience your power. Let every sickness bow to the name of Jesus. Let every heaviness bow to the name of Jesus. You say, if I be lifted up, so will I draw all men unto me. I pray, Lord, that your holy power, your Holy Spirit, the anointing will minister to us this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Well, this season we are sharing about prayers. And I think it's a very timely message as we are fasting and praying that we talk about prayers. And, and we are going to talk about five ways to pray effectively. Five ways to pray effectively. Hallelujah. James chapter 5 and verse number 16. James chapter 5 and verse 16. The Bible says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The Amplified Version, James 5.16, the Amplified Version says, the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Hallelujah. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Amen. So right here in this scripture, we can see that not all prayers are effective. Not all prayers avail much or accomplish much. Some prayers are actually a waste of time. Unfortunately, some prayers are ineffective. Amen. Now, the prayers that accomplish much and have power and have tremendous of it have three components. Prayers that accomplish much and have power have three components. One, it says it must be heartfelt heartfelt, and persistent. And three, it must come from a righteous person. What a shock. It must come from a righteous person, not a perfect person, but a righteous person. It says, the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man 
accomplish much. Hallelujah. Now, who is a righteous person? A righteous person is one who is not rebellious of God or rebellious to God, but honestly seeks to do the will of God. A righteous person is a person who is not rebellious to God and honestly seeks to do the will of God. Hallelujah. So we are going to learn these five steps to praying these effective prayers. Number one, we are sharing from the book Transform Your Pastoral Ministry by our Father. So number one, pray strategic Bible prayers. Chapter six, pray strategic Bible prayers. Hallelujah. Our prayers must be guided by the word of God. Amen. Are you listening? Your prayers must be guided or directed by the word of God or must be consistent with the word of God. Hallelujah. When you take the word of God and you pray God's own words back to him, you are assured of or guaranteed of getting results. Hallelujah. If you recall somebody's voice or somebody's words, and you bring to the person and say, these are your words. You promise to do this, and you promise to do that. The person is obliged to comply. Hallelujah. So when you pray, and your prayers are consistent with the word of God, when your prayers are in line with the word of God, you are assured of getting results for your answers. Hallelujah. Are you listening? So that is why whenever we are praying, we use the word of God. We try to quote the scripture for every prayer topic. So you must pray based on the word of God. If the Bible says, a righteous man falleth seven times and riseth up again. When you fall, based on that scripture, you can say, I have fallen, but I know, oh God, that you will cause me to rise according to your word. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you listening? If the Bible says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper, say it to the Lord. When people are planning things against you and weapons, weapons are formed against you, speak to the Lord and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. And every tongue that shall rise up in judgment against me, I can condemn it according to the power of the word of God. And God will see to perform based on the word. Are you listening? So when people are planning things against you, when someone is planning, when you are having a meeting with your boss and you know it's not going to be good, pray this prayer. Are you listening? And expect that there will be results. Pray based on the word of God. Pray using the word of God. It says, a thousand shall fall at thy side. And 10,000 at thy right. But it shall not come near thee. 
Only with thine eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. This is your word. Lord, as 10,000 are coming on my right, thousands are falling here. Everyone in this company is against me for what I do, for serving you. I know based on your word that no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Your word says a thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right. All these people against me, none of them, none of them shall come near me. Only with my eyes I shall see their reward being fired, getting off away from this place. I'm telling you, pray this prayer. Anyone who doesn't like you, it's a strategic Bible prayer. But the prayer must be coming from a righteous person. Are you listening? It must be heartfelt. It must be consistent. That is why we pray for forgiveness of sins before we even initiate prayers. We ask God to make us righteous as we are coming before him. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? When you, are get, when you are in a marriage and you see things are going wrong, say, according to the word of God, the Bible says two are better than one. I refuse to be single. I refuse divorce. Two are better than one because they have reward for their labor. You say that I will have a good reward because of this marriage. I will have a good reward as I am working. Your life should be better than how it was when you were single. And if it's not looking well, based on this scripture, ask God. Are you listening? The Bible says if a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing. And he obtained favor of the Lord. So as you are a married man and you are going for interview, Lord, give me favor because I'm married. That's all. And according to your word, because I found a wife, I should receive favor. This is the word of God. You must pray Bible strategic prayer. You must pray based on the word of God. Don't just pray. Don't just pray and just say, Lord, kill all these landlords. Kill these people. Where is it in the scripture? Where is it in the scripture? As I'm going for the interview, break the legs of every opponent that is there. It's not in the scripture. Let people be delayed and be late so that I'll be the only one that is there. That prayer is not going to work. It means that you must also know the word. That is why your quiet time is important. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening to me? Yeah. There's a scripture that I saw in the book of Proverbs. I mean, the book of Psalms. Psalm 128. Psalm 128 and verse 3 in the New Living Translation. Psalm 128 verse 3. What does it say? It says... Someone 20, he says, thy wife, he says, your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine. Wow. You see, you are having trouble in your family. And you go down on your knees. And the word of God says, your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine. Flourishing within your home. So you have married a wife that is becoming some way, that is not flourishing, that is not doing well. This is your prayer. Flourishing within your home. You say, my wife is wasteful. He's spending all the money. The bills are too much. Is this? And you are not flourishing. You see, you don't understand certain things. This 
word in the Bible means that you can have a wife who is not fruitful, who is not making you flourish. Are you listening? And it's not, it's sometimes not her fault. Sometimes there are spiritual attacks. She sees this, she's buying it. She sees this, she's buying it. She sees, and she doesn't need them. And when you ask, she's very sorry. But she'll do it again. You say, your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Father, my wife will be flourishing within my home. She shall be like a fruitful grapevine, according to your word. And then he says, your children will be like vigorous young olives. Vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. Wow. So when you sit around your dining table with your children, see vigorous, vigorous young men like olive trees. They are like olive trees. And as before you have dinner, Father, thank you for surrounding me with children who are like vigorous grapevines, like olive trees sitting around me and declare that this is how your children are. It's the word of God. Amen. So you must pray strategic Bible prayers that your prayers will be effective. You hold God's word back to him. You have to be spiritual. You have to believe the word of God. Even if you read it and you don't understand it, pray it. Are you listening? Yes. There are also recorded prayers in the Bible that you can pray. Recorded prayers. They are prayers that are prayed already in the Bible, which you can pray. They are recorded means they are effective Bible prayers. Hallelujah. Example is in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. You can stay with a New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. What is a prayer? Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight. Do you see? To receive spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Pray this prayer. You will grow in your knowledge of God. It is there for you to grow in your knowledge of God. Hallelujah. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he calls. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Wow. Pray this prayer. He says, I also pray. You see, these are prayers that are recorded in the Bible. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. It's a prayer that you can pray that you will, you will have understanding of the incredible greatness of God's power as a believer. And it says, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him 
in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Amen. It is one of the most powerful prayers you can pray. Pray that you have spiritual wisdom. Pray this prayer that you have deeper knowledge of God. You will understand God. You will have in-depth knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Understanding of God's incredible power. When you understand God's incredible power, he becomes attractive. You always yearn to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Bishop says he prayed this prayer for many years. I think it's a good prayer to pray. Amen. It's a prayer that is guaranteed to be answered if you pray it earnestly. Hallelujah. Another Bible strategic prayer is in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15. Or we can read from 16. It says, I pray, the NLT, it says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. You say you are timid. You know, you can't stand before people. You can't go for an interview. You start shaking. You are a nervous person. He says, pray this prayer that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the spirit. Hallelujah. He says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him. Father, let Christ be in my heart. Let my heart be a home for you. Amen. You see, it's not just a song. It's a prayer. Amen. Let my heart be a home for you. It says, your roots will grow down into God's love. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> to know the depth of God's love. To have God's love in you. To understand it. And when you understand it, you see that you'll be immersed in it. Because you will know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep that love is. And you'll be immersed in that love. You need this prayer. Love is the basis for everything that we do for God. Love is the basis. Are you listening? Love is the basis. Without love, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, everything that we do is nothing. Everything without love. You can pray for the sick to be healed. You can pray, even you can pray or you can witness to people and let them receive salvation. They will go to heaven, but for you there's nothing because there's no love in you. You can prophesy powerfully, and they will come to pass. 
You can speak in tongues. You can pray for a long time. The Bible says when there's no love, it is useless. So this is a very important prayer for everyone to pray. Hallelujah. The Bible says faith and hope are important, but they don't even come close to love. So you need this prayer. And if you want love, you want to experience love in you, God's love in your heart, really feel God's love and understand God's love, this is a prayer that can guarantee you that you receive the power of God coming in you in a form of love. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, three things are, will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest means you can have faith without love is nothing. You can have all the hope in Christ without love is nothing. Hallelujah. So why would you not pray for love? And if you want to pray for love, this is a good prayer to pray. Say amen. amen. It will yield great results. So become a word person. Trust yourself to the word of God and his word and use that to pray and believe in the word more than you believe in yourself. Hallelujah. Number two, pray fervently. Pray fervently. It says, praying fervently is one of the conditions for effective prayer. To pray fervently means to pray ardently with passion and feeling. The word fervent means passionate, enthusiastic, zealous, fanatical, impassioned, keen, avid, burning, ardent, or eager. These are all fervent form of prayer to pray in a very fervent way. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? If someone is watching you pray, you should be able to describe or the person should be able to describe how you are praying. The person should see how passionate you are praying and the fervency in your prayer. Amen. Amen. You should be able to be described with one of these words. This is how you pray. Amen. If that is how your prayer is, then you can be assured that you will have great results because the Bible says the prayer must be fervent. Hallelujah. So, setting doodling and doddling do not show fervency in your prayer. Amen. Praying as if you are absent-minded. Praying as if you are being obliged to pray. Are you listening? Praying as if you are aimless. It does not achieve much. Your prayer must be fervent. Hallelujah. I say your prayer must be what? Fervent. Hallelujah. Number three, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Every Christian should spend several hours 
praying in tongues. You should spend several hours praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Speaking in tongues is a gift that God has given to us. It is a gift for every Christian. And everyone must desire to have it if you don't have it already. You must speak in tongues. Amen. And the last day of our fasting, we are going to pray for everyone who does not speak in tongues. Hallelujah. That you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to pray in tongues. Amen. And do not despise it. Do not despise it. Are you listening? Apostle Paul was very proud of having this gift of speaking in tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 18, listen to what he said. He said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. You must speak in tongues. It is a gift that God has given to you. Hallelujah. And by this gift, we can speak to God in a very supernatural way. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So desire to speak in tongues and let most of your prayers be in tongues. Speak in tongues. Amen. By this gift, we take another level in our communication with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. The Bible says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. If you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. I'm reading the Bible. I am reading the Bible. So if you do not speak in tongues, don't despise it. Desire rather to have that gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you. People will not understand what you are saying or how you are praying. It says, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be mysterious. Wow. It's a mystery. It says, how be it in the spirit you speak at mystery. So when you start speaking in tongues, you enter in a very mysterious mode that you now communicate directly to God and no man understands what you are saying. How be it in the spirit you are speaking mysteries. Amen. Amen. Mysteries are things that are not known to you or are not apparent to you. They are hidden. They are not clear to you. So even you, you will not understand what you are saying. But you are in a very high level of communication with God. Amen. So the gift of the Holy Spirit or the gifts are not intended to be unnecessary ornamental appendages that may or may not be used. In other words, these gifts of the Holy Spirit are not like speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, they are not some, you know, nice things to decorate a Christian life and to make you just look powerful. 
there are real gifts that you are supposed to employ and use. Hallelujah. I'm teaching you how to pray strategic prayers that are effective. Amen. So speaking in tongues helps you to pray the right prayer. It helps you to pray the right prayer. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We have some weakness when it comes to prayer. And the Holy Spirit helps us in this weakness. He says, for example, we don't know. Are you listening? I want you to listen very carefully. He says, we don't, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Hello? The Bible says we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. He knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. That is what is happening when you are speaking in tongues. When you employ the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Amen. It says, the Bible says, we know not what to pray for. For instance, when you are a young man and you are praying for a wife, you have to speak in tongues a lot. You are a, a woman, a young woman that is praying for a husband. You have to speak in tongues a lot concerning that subject. Are you listening? You have to speak in tongues a lot. Whenever you lift up that topic, you must begin to speak in tongues. Amen. Because whenever you are praying for such prayer, even when, where you want to live, you are praying, Lord, should I live here? Should I move to this place? Should I move to that place? Or should I buy this house? Should I buy that house? Should I buy this? You see, whatever we are doing, the Bible says that we have certain weakness. Are you listening? And you already... Have something in mind. You have a sister in mind. She has to look this way. She has to have this shape. She has to have this form. She has to have this career. She has to have this ambition in life. She has to have this. She has to have that. And you have all of these described in your heart. And then you bring it to the Lord in prayer. You want to marry a man, you will have a man in your mind already, the kind of husband that you want. I'm sharing something very important. I want you to listen very carefully. You must speak in tongues. You know why? Let me show you a scripture in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9. You see, you have a certain mind already about the things that you want in life. You have a certain mind about 
who you want to marry, who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Are you listening? And you are coming to God with all that in mind. And you are hoping that God will fulfill your heart desire by giving you this kind of woman or this kind of man. But look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, that is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You have, the new, you have the King James. Look at the King James. You probably will have it. Listen very carefully. You see, I am showing you that as a Christian, you need to yield completely to God. It says, but as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But this man that you want to marry, your eye has seen. You have a description of him. Are you listening? This wife, your eye has seen. She's this size, she's this shape. She has her up to here, and when she walks, she walks a certain way. She carries herself a certain way. This is what you have in mind. I had seen. Ear has heard. They have told you about this girl in Ohio, and you have heard. And you have taken this to God in prayer. But God says, what I have for you because you love me, the thing, the kind of person that I have for you, ear has not seen. I, I had not seen. Ear had not heard. Neither has it even entered into your heart. It has not even entered into your heart. What I have in store for you. And that is why many people don't marry the kind of person that God wants you to marry. I'm teaching, I'm teaching you a very important message. That is why many people don't even live in the kind of homes God wants them to live in. And you are not happy once you, are, you get it. Because that is not what God wanted for. Or God has prepared for someone that he loves so much. You know, there are certain people or certain men that... Certain women will not choose to marry. But ear had not heard. Eye had not seen. Neither has it entered into the heart, your heart. It has not even entered. What God, perhaps this is what God has prepared for you. Are you listening? And God knows that if this man were to come into your life, you will be a very, very happy person. If God, this woman were to come into your life, you'd be a very, very happy man. Are you listening? But you don't yield. That is why you cannot envisage, you cannot imagine, you cannot see what God had in store for you. It's a weakness, but he has given us the spirit to pray about this. 
Are you listening? And if you have prayed about it, and this is the person that shows up and pursuing and pursuing and showing you every time, flashing around you, and then you take your eyes off. Not you, not you, not you. Stop, stop being nice to me. Stop, stop, stop. You are not my type. Anytime you say that is not my type, it means that your eye had seen something. Oh, but how? You have been brothers. I cannot carry your last name around. Your last name does not sound like a rich person's name. Are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? I'm preaching a very important message to you. Speaking in tongues helps you to pray the proper way. Helps you to pray the right prayers. And it brings you the right answers. Instead of bringing certain name to God and praying about this name and praying about that name. Don't bring any person's name to him. Just speak in tongues. The tongues does not mention anyone's name. You can force it in, but. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you listening? Shabarandaramamama. Oh, John. Shabondia. Rabasokabaya. Oh John, Ramasoka Bataka Bayandala, Lord John, Barasuka Bayara. The Holy Spirit will filter out that name. Are you listening? The Holy Spirit will filter out that name. And the Bible says, For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Do you see? So speak in tongues when you're praying. Use what God has given to you and you'll be blessed in life and in ministry. Amen. Number four, have discussions with the Holy Spirit. Have discussions with the Holy Spirit. Prayer should be a two-way communication. Is somebody being blessed by this message? Prayer must be a two-way communication. Hallelujah. If you want to develop spiritually and enjoy the Christian life, you are going to have to listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you. You must speak to the Holy Spirit and expect that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Hallelujah. You need to hear his voice as well. As you are praying. Amen. So you realize that not having interaction with the Holy Spirit is one of the main reasons why Christian life has become so boring to many Christians. When you don't have interaction with the Holy Spirit. You don't enjoy the Christian life. I'm telling you. You don't enjoy it. You are going to do something and you, you need him. You talk to him. 
and you see that he, you, things will change. You will, you will see, you will feel his presence. You will see the effects of the Holy Spirit. You will see that this is the doing of the Lord. You will testify that this is the doing of the Lord. Amen. Not having interaction will diminish your love for God. It will not give you a desire even to pray. If you don't have interaction with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit is given to us as Jesus was to the disciples. He's someone that we need to talk to when we need to. And Christians who will engage the Holy Spirit and interact with the Holy Spirit often advance in their walk with God. You advance. You see that you always like to. Amen. They are the ones who are not bored when we introduce prayer. They don't get angry. They get excited because it is an opportunity for you to talk more to this great Holy Spirit. Amen. You will enjoy your Christian walk if you learn to speak and listen to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is given to us as a helper. He is actually a helper. John chapter 14 and verse 15. You can stay with the NLT. John chapter 14 and verse 15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. Do I have your attention? I want you to listen very carefully. I believe God is going to change your mind about prayer. God is going to change your attitude towards prayer. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Do you understand what is an advocate? Someone who intercedes for you, someone who pleads for you, someone who speaks for you. He says, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. I want you to listen very carefully. The Holy Spirit is given to you and the intention is not for sometimes. The purpose is not every so often or every now and then. He is to remain with you and never to leave you. Are you listening? Who will never leave you? He is the Holy Spirit. This advocate, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. He leads you into all truth. And listen, he says, the world cannot receive him. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. Beloved, if you are a Christian and you do not acknowledge the Holy Spirit in your life and you go about your life the way you know how and do everything, you are just like the world. You don't even know that the Holy Spirit is with you. By the day you were born again, it's the Holy Spirit that came in you and transformed you. That is why you became a new creature. The day you gave your life to Christ, 
The Bible says, you look at your flesh. It's the same. Everything about your flesh is the same. Everything about you, your eyes are the same. Are you listening? Your, your hair is the same. They're not growing, they're not growing. Are you listening? You are bald, you are bald. Even though you are born again. But the Holy Spirit in you has transformed you. It has changed you. It has made you such that now when you speak, it's different. It has made you such that when you say something, you have to be careful because it will come to pass. Someone else, the Bible says that he's greater than what is in the world. So that means that when you lift up your voice, anything in the world that is against you, you say, greater is he that is now in he than he that is in the world. Are you listening? That is how much power has come into you as a result of the Holy Spirit. And so if you do not acknowledge him, you are just like the world. The Bible says the world does not know him. It says, but the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. The world does not acknowledge there is anyone like the Holy Spirit. Beloved, there is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he is the advocate. And the advocate, he says, he is the Holy Spirit. He will never leave you. He is given to you as a Christian. And he will never leave you. Go back. I'm not done there. He says, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. And doesn't recognize him. The world cannot recognize him. Beloved, the Holy Spirit yearns for your attention and is speaking to you, but you ignore him. You can't even recognize that this voice is actually the Spirit of God. Sometimes you say to yourself, I don't even know why I did this. It's the Holy Spirit directing me. I wasn't even going to come here. I wasn't going to even use this exit. I wasn't even going to turn this way, but I don't know why I turned. It's the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him that he has just delivered you from an accident. The Bible says the world does not know him. Because the world cannot recognize him. The world does not know his voice. Because they don't even know that there's the Holy Spirit. But to you, he is given. And he is to remain with you forever. He is to remain with you everywhere. He is to remain with you when you are down. He is to remain with you when you are up. He is to remain with you when you sleep. And he is with you when you, you wake up. The Holy Spirit is with you. So waking up and quickly dashing out, ignoring him. The Bible says you quench the Holy Spirit. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He's given to you. He said the world does not know him. But you know him. You're born again. You have given your life to Christ. You must know him. He says, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. It means you can do what is impossible for others. It means what is difficult for others, you can do it easily. What others are struggling with, it will not be a struggle for you. The Holy Spirit 
is with you. He is in you. He is guiding your thoughts. He is yearning to lead you. The next verse, he says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I will come to you. This is a promise of God. He has given you the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, he says, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. That means do not strifle the spirit. To strifle means to suffocate the spirit. To kill the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Do not extinguish the spirit from your life. That is the only way the Holy Spirit will be away. When you quench it, when you extinguish it, He says, turn away or restrain him. Do not restrain the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 4 and verse 30, he says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. That is why many Christians are backslidden. Since the pandemic they have taken to all kinds of things. Money, jobs, this, this. They have no need for Christ anymore. Someone said, right now in my life, church is not the main thing. It's not the most important thing, exactly. But church is not the most important thing. And some people are not saying it, but their lives are showing it. They don't care about God anymore. Sometimes you think the little that you are making, you have made it. This little that you are making. If you only knew. If you only knew. I have not seen. The few that your eyes have seen in your bank account, you think you have made it. The few that they are giving you for these traveling jobs, you think you have made it. But the Bible says, I have not seen. What God has in store for you. Taste and see. Taste. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. You know, Job was the wealthiest man in the East. He was the richest man in the East. Richer than everyone. And one day, everything that he had was gone. Everything that he had was gone. And you know why he had those things for a long time and they remain with him? The one who takes away, the one who steals, the one who comes to you to steal, to kill, and to destroy, he came to God and said, have you not built a hedge around Job? He says, Job serves you and he has all that he has because you have built a hedge around him. And you have protected everything that is about him. God is the one that gives. And he's the one that keeps. Are you listening? God is the one that gives. And he's the one that keeps. I want you to listen very carefully. He has given you. He's the one that will keep. You take him out. He will remove his hedge. 
It's just a matter of time. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. You see, you are there, you are not happy. You show all kinds of things. You are not a happy person. You are not a happy person. We know. Because we know that without God, you cannot even enjoy the fruit of your labor. We know that. Without God, you cannot, you cannot enjoy. He's, he's the one that gives you the ability to enjoy the fruit of your labor. You cannot enjoy it. We've seen all this kind of pictures and stuff. You know inside you are not a happy person. We know that you are not happy. So take your prayer, another step up to God. Hallelujah. Build up your prayer life. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit throughout your prayer. Speak to the Holy Spirit and hear him speak back to you. You will have supernatural direction for your life that you never would have imagined. Amen. And finally, pray for a long time. Pray for a long time. Amen. Pray for a long time. Two-minute prayers are different from hours of prayer. Are you listening? Two-minute prayers are different from hours of prayer. Statistics have shown that the average pastor prays only seven minutes. What a shock. So I don't know about the, the ordinary Christian. You just make the sign of the cross and you're on your way. Amen. So you realize there is no scripture in the Bible that says that if you do not pray for long hours, God will not hear. There is no scripture like that in the Bible. However, Jesus, who came from heaven, prayed for long hours. The son of God, who knew God, came from heaven, prayed for long hours. So the example of Jesus in prayer is compelling enough for us to follow. Do you see? That is why it's recommended to pray for long hours. Mark 1.35. I just want to read these few scriptures and we are done. Okay? So bear with me. Mark 1.35. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there... Prayed. He prayed for a great while. He woke up early, a great while before day. Early morning when everyone was sleeping, and then he went there to pray. And these were times that he would pray, and then the disciples would wake up, take shower, wash them up, brush their teeth, have breakfast, and they would come and look for him. Luke 6, verse 12. He says, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So when you hear that a church has gone to pray all night, it's not strange. It's in the Bible. Jesus prayed all night. That is why we think or we believe that it's important to pray for long and all night also. So here you can see Jesus praying for several hours. And he expects you also to pray like that. He's not diminishing or lowering the scale for you because he's Jesus. He expects you to pray like that. 
Look at Matthew chapter 26 and verse 40. The Bible, you know, remember the story when Jesus took some people to go and pray with him? Okay, so he took some disciples to go and pray with him. And the Bible says, and he came, he cometh unto the disciples because he told them, stay here and pray and I go yonder, I go be further down and I'll pray over there. So he came back and the Bible says, and he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. He finds them asleep. The people that he took to go and pray with him, he comes and he finds them asleep and saith unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? So every Christian is expected to at least pray for one hour. At least one hour. So waking up in the morning and we say pray for one hour, that you try and try and try and make it 15 minutes. You try and try and make it 30 minutes. No matter what, we say we are praying at this time. If we say 4, you come 4.30. We say 5, you come 5.30. Jesus is expecting that at least you will pray for one hour. At least. He said, could you not watch with me one hour? That means one hour was like minimum. That he went and came back and they were sleeping. Paul also is someone who prayed for hours. See what he says here in 1 Thessalonians 3.10. He says, night and day, praying exceedingly, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Hallelujah. These are great men of God, great people whose example teaches that Praying for a long time is actually expected of us and is recommended. Hallelujah. Well, this is all time would allow us to share. So, first, just going through the points quickly. Five ways to pray effectively. Number one, what is it? Pray strategic Bible prayers. Number two, pray fervently. Number three, Pray in tongues. Number four, pray and have discussions with the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Listen, wait on the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Hear his voice and he will talk to you. If you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, you see that he becomes alive. You will always hear his voice. If you acknowledge him, he will tell you, do this, don't do this. You receive mysterious directions, fantastic directions, very supernatural. And finally, number five, pray for a long time. Clap your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet as we bring the service to a close. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Holy Spirit, to for ministering to us, speaking to our hearts. Thank you that you have changed the way we wait on you, the way we come to you. We pray that you give us of your spirit to give us inner strength and power to enable us. He is the advocate. He is our helper. Holy Spirit, forgive us for grieving you. Forgive us for ignoring you all these years and all this while, that we pray without acknowledging you and we have become like people of the world. 
who do not know you and cannot hear you. But this afternoon, Lord, we know that from today, your voice will become loud and clear to us. Your direction will mean so much to us. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you, we love you, we cherish you, and we say never ever leave us according to the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. And this Holy Spirit is not in you. When the word of God means something to you right now, and you acknowledge it in your heart, and you want to welcome Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit comes into you, and it transforms your life, and your life will never be the same again. Beloved, if you are here this afternoon with all eyes closed and every head bow, you are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone, God bless you, I see your hand. Is there anyone here like that? You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. I see your hand too. Anyone else? I want, to, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll say a very short prayer with you. God bless you. I see your hand. The power of the Spirit is here to take many. If you are also here, you want to give your life to Christ, lift up your hand also and I'll pray with you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Now, if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to take one bold step, just one bold step, and come here. I want to pray with you right now. Just come here. I want to pray with you. It's a very bold step that you are taking. Young woman, you lifted up your hand. Also come. I see you. Come, come, come. It is a very bold step that you have taken. A very bold step that you have taken. Now, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I acknowledge you are the son of God. You died for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Wash me with your blood. I welcome you into my heart. Lord Jesus, take me as one of your servants. I choose you as my Lord, as my master, and as my savior, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want you to lift up your right hand and say this with me. Say, Satan, I have chosen Jesus. I will walk with Jesus. I have made a decision for Jesus. I no longer walk with you. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen.
We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.